Welcome to the Faith to You podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb Schrader. I want to continue my message on sharing the gospel. You know, sometimes it's challenging to share the gospel because we don't know what help we have. You know, Jesus has promised to never leave you or forsake you, and he's right there with you when you're sharing the gospel. And not only is he right there with you to give you courage, to give you power, to give you wisdom, to give you words to say, but he's even working on the person you're speaking to. It says this in Romans 1.16. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Paul says, I'm not embarrassed about sharing the gospel because it's the power of God. And it's the power of God, think about this, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That same power is at work in the world to convert sinners. And, And it's the power of God to everyone who believes. Now, you're not responsible for their belief. What you're responsible is to present the gospel to them. What you're responsible to do is to reveal to them that righteousness comes by faith alone. And so what that means is, as you present the gospel, it is imperative that you are not self-righteous. That you explain to them the life you have, you have through faith, through abject dependence upon Jesus Christ. As people come to recognize that Christians are not people who are going around saying we're better than everybody else, we work harder, we do what's right, and everybody else is sinners, we are people who are walking in dependence on the Lord and not ourselves. And if there's anything right in us, it's not us, it's Christ in us. The excellencies of the power belong to him and not to us. So don't be ashamed of the gospel. Recognize that it's the power of God. God is at work. You know, when Jesus was departing and the disciples were struggling with them, he he told them it was to their advantage that he went away. Do you remember that in John chapter 16, why he said it was to their advantage? He said, it's to your advantage because if I go, the Holy Spirit can come. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you with your mission of sharing the gospel. Let me read it to you. Romans 16, John 16, verses 7 through 11. Nevertheless, I'm telling you the truth. It's for your benefit that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father and you will no longer see me. And about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. Jesus says it's to your advantage that I go away, because if I go, the Spirit comes. And what does he do? He convicts who? The world. Do you hear that? It's not talking specifically about conviction of sinners. It's actually talking about conviction of unbelievers. How do I know it's talking about the conviction of unbelievers? Because of what it says. He's going to convict them about sin, verse 9, because they do not believe in me. This is saying specifically the Holy Spirit is going out in front of us as we proclaim the gospel, and he's convicting people in the world of their sin. The Holy Spirit convicts people in the world of their sin because they don't believe in Jesus. So as you share the gospel, understand 
the Spirit's working. It's important for you to begin your time before you go and share the gospel. Pray over that conversation. And as you're sharing, be in a spirit of prayer. God, convict this person of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So the Spirit convicts them of their sin because they're not believing, and that's that's the sin that results in damnation. Not believing in Jesus is what results in eternal punishment, but he's not just convicting them about sin. He says he convicts them about righteousness because I'm going to the Father and you'll no longer see me. So there's no longer any perfect representation on the earth of a perfectly righteous life. Since Jesus is going away, the Holy Spirit convicts all people. They're falling short. You see, when I look around the world, I can find people I'm better than. And sinners who are unbelievers can find people they're better than. And so because of that, they can feel secure in their self-righteousness. But the Spirit convicts them of righteousness so they can't be secure in their self-righteousness. So they can recognize, I fall short of what? Of the standard set up by Jesus Christ. He's not here but his spirit is, and he convicts them of their righteousness. And lastly, he says that he convicts them about judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. You know, a lot of people, they think, well, you know, we'll all be just fine in heaven and in, in hell with Satan. We'll just have a grand old time. That's where all my friends are going, so that's where I want to go. No, Satan is going to be in torment. Hell is his prison. Hell is not where he rules. And it's the Holy Spirit who's going to convict the world of that that their master, the one who has enslaved them to sin, is condemned. He can't rescue them. The world believes that they can be rescued from God's wrath by Satan, and the Spirit shows them they're wrong. Think about this. Every single time you're sharing the gospel, the Spirit is doing this work on people in the world. Pray John 16, 7 through 11, over your gospel conversation, say, Holy Spirit, convict my friend, convict my family member, convict my loved one right here, my neighbor, my coworker, convict them of sin because they don't believe in you. Convict them of righteousness because you go to the Father and convict them of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. Pray and ask God to be doing that. Now, understand that as God is working for you, what you're working against is creatures who reject common knowledge. So there's common knowledge that all humans have in the world that you don't need to spend a lot of energy arguing for. They know it to be true. It says this in Romans 1, 18, God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. So Romans 1, Paul tells us that what can be known about God is evident among them. There's evidence of God all around them. So what you need to do is point to the evidence. You you don't need to prove the God. The evidence, the fingerprint is there. 
and God has shown it to them. His invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. Everybody understands something comes from something. So there has to be one thing that's eternal. Well, people call it different things. You can ask people that. They know there has to be something eternal. They know that everything couldn't suddenly spring into existence from nothing. It doesn't make sense. If they believe that matter is eternal, how does that work? How could matter be eternal? That would have to that would require it to be supernatural. We know that life comes from life. That's a law of biology. And so you can ask them these questions, and it's not just his eternal power that's clearly seen, it's also his divine nature. There's an orderedness to creation. There's an orderedness not only in the way that things are put together, but there's an orderedness in moral law. People understand that there's right things to do and wrong things to do, and they know that comes from somewhere. That moral restraint from, that prevents man from falling down into complete anarchy and chaos points them towards their creator. Understand, these things are programmed into them. You don't need to prove it to them. It's already there. You need to point it out to them so it can resonate. And understand, as you're doing this, it's the power of God to salvation. And pray the Spirit would convict them of the truth of what you say. Let me remind you of our great commission from Jesus. In Matthew 28, 17, it says, When they saw him, they worshipped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus tells us we're specifically to go out and to make disciples of people who need to be baptized. Do you see that? We make disciples and we baptize them. That means that we're trying to find gospel opportunities with unsaved people so that we can share the good news of the gospel. Now back up a little bit. Do you see where Jesus started? He said, all authority has been given to me. Understand, you have authority in the message you proclaim. As Jesus ascended into heaven and the disciples went out and shared that gospel, people noted that they spoke with authority. You are sharing a gospel message that is absolutely true for all time. You have what the world needs. Now, here's what's amazing. I don't know if you notice where I started. Right before Jesus ascends into heaven, it says that people saw him, but some doubted. You know, sometimes we can think, if people could just see something supernatural, if people could just see their risen Lord standing in front of them, then they would believe. That's never been God's design. God's design is that they hear the word. Romans 10 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then it tells us explicitly that that's why we need to send preachers. How are they going to hear unless someone tells them. This is why we go out and herald the good news of the gospel. Have you ever thought about why it is that in the New Testament, God doesn't just give people visions so they can become Christians? You know, we see with Cornelius that he has a vision of an angel, and the angel tells him to send for Peter. Why doesn't the angel just share the gospel with him? Well, because this is a message that's heralded by believers. We are the ones who share the message about Jesus Christ with the watching world so that they can get saved. It's an invitation that needs to be offered by intelligible human speech, speech that you're capable of.
If you've heard the gospel and you've believed in Jesus, you can share with other people the good news of how you got saved. He's working in you. He's working with you. He's working for you. He has all authority. So go out in his authority today and realize the Spirit goes before you, convicting the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Be bold in your gospel proclamation. Thanks for listening today.